is the password. All right, sounds pretty good. That's cool. Nice. Bad, bad good, go get check one, two. Okay. Ha, ha, ha. Do I need to mute the TV? Ha, ha, ha. You can't even, I don't think you can really pick it up. It's, it's, it's fine, probably. No big deal. Gotcha. Okay, welcome to the Charisma Meter. This is K-Straw. This is uh, um, a kind of off-the-cuff episode um, with my friend uh, Ricky Wyatt, who is a um, massive music fan, Prince fan, D'Angelo fan, just a, a R&B connoisseur. Bass player. Bass player. <laughs> uh, which, what's, the, what's the fraternity? Shout out to fraternity too. Oh yes, yeah, Omega Sci Fi. Omega Sci Fi. So you know the, the purple is no accident. No, uh, no, nah, nah, it's it's, it's part of the it's, yeah. <laughs> it's part of lifestyle. It's part, it's part of, of the lifestyle. lifestyle. <laughs> so it's not even you know it just happened to work. Um, but yeah, this is a, a special episode that uh, was your idea, Ricky, right? Yeah, 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 man. You know, like two thousand was a uh, music wise was a interesting year. Like looking back. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Was, well, <laughs> we, well, so we, this is an episode that is kind of dedicated to, um, you know, twenty years of voodoo, and really, um, almost twenty years dedicated to like the soul Quarian kind of uh, movement. Really. Yeah, I, I was because yeah. I was thinking about it on the way over here, and I was like, well, I mean, you could say it's you know it's twenty years of voodoo, but really the twenty years of at least 20 years, more than 20 years of, like, Questlove, but, like, uh, you know, the Soul Quarians were really responsible for, you know, a lot of the music. Yeah. Um, it was, you know, it was, um, I mean, it started with, uh, really with the first Erica Badu record. Oh, you think so? I would say so. Think I would so. say, well, I mean, because I didn't feel like the, I feel like the roots were, were hitting on a certain wave, but they really didn't know what yeah. they what what was happening they they and then they galvanized it you know later with the uh, jam sessions and stuff in Philly yeah okay but but I think they didn't even you know Questlove you know he's for as being observant as he is I feel like there are things that have happened with him that you know yeah it just happened yeah. you know what I mean I think we had um it came in spurts yeah and then what I mean by spurts is like. Uh, you're right because the Roots did do a couple of tunes on Erica's first one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I then, mean that other side of the game was yeah, dude. I and, mean that was what that was what I needed in '97, and I felt like <laughs> it, it was it was a, it was I mean it was a perfect storm in a way with the, it was D'Angelo and a lot of the guys that came around that in the Maxwell yeah. record, and then the next year was Erica Badu. I mean it yeah. just it was like a and uh, and then you know. They did that uh, hypnotics they remixed, you know, with D'Angelo, where they used the, uh, I think it was on the Space Jam soundtrack. I know the Nautic remix with the oh, Roots okay. and then D'Angelo. Okay. And so then, you know. Oh, yeah, 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 yes, the remix. And oh. then they did that. <laughs> Somebody. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. I'm not even going to pause it. We're just going to, I'll just keep it in here. Whatever. I'll just keep it rolling. I'll probably edit this out later. Maybe not. Anyways, you're listening to the Charisma Mita uh, with Kelly Strawbridge. And we're gonna, we're talking about D'Angelo. We're talking about um, that era of neo soul. And uh, yeah, visitors. <laughs> but uh, no, what I was saying was like, and then on Commons, one day it all makes sense. Mm. 
The Roots did a song on that. Oh, they did. I didn't know that. I didn't listen to. That. I haven't listened to that record. Really? No. Yeah. That that was that was the one. Yeah. Like they he they did a song with him, and so that's why I say this stuff was coming in like little spurts, and then it just seemed like after, and then I think Erica I know returned the favor with uh, things fall apart when she things fall apart when she did the you got me mm-hmm. thing, and then after that it was like okay. Mm-hmm. And they also, you know, D'Angelo did with Erica. Was it your precious mm-hmm. love? That was that was oh, see the Marvin Gaye tribute thing. So yeah, yeah, yeah so that was that was that was serious. So that, I mean, that was there was a there was a domino effect, if you will, for that era right yeah. then. Um, Plus, the era needed it too because R and B was. I mean, it was whew. it needed a new it needed a new like thing. It needed something different, and uh, it was hurt. <laughs> well, I mean, and you know, this we're going to bring up Prince a lot in this. Uh, in this yeah, because he, please get ready. <laughs> yeah, we get ready because look, look, I'm done, look, we've done. I've done 117 episodes of the Hustle season, and I always try to like get a little Prince in there, but like they have like little drops and stuff whenever I bring up Prince and everything because they uh, like, sick, <laughs> sick. I nah, hear about nah, it. Nah. So this is my podcast, so I get to talk about Prince yeah, as much yeah. as I want, and Ricky will indulge. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Indulge the whole thing. So yeah. that era was interesting because you know I was still listening to Prince. I mean, Emancipation was heavy, mm, yeah, and I feel like that he was anticipating. That, that was. I mean, he felt it. He knew that was coming somewhat. Oh, or oh, what a wave of, of, of something. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, I mean, you know, I I think the thing that um, one of the things that always impressed me about Quest and say D'Angelo, which was probably fresh at that time that hadn't been done, they never shied away from their influence of Prince. Like they were always like, "Oh, that's our dude. He is the Yoda. He is this." Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, we were used to artists maybe prior to them being a little older. Mm-hmm. They never said that. They they were like, "Yo, yeah, like he's our guy. Like mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like we want to play with him yeah. and we want to do this." Yeah. And so Prince would dog him out though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he would dog. But but you know, being a Prince fan. You know, like you probably know the Spencer was I do. You know, he was old school where he just wasn't going to invite you like to his table just because you said you True. liked him. True. You had to earn a spot for him to say, "Okay, come on," because you know, like Sinead O'Connor did a song, he cursed her out. <laughs> Allegedly, I mean, Genuine did a song. He was like, "Man, come on, man." <laughs> he cursed him out. <laughs> Look, that one, that one was that one was a weird. One. So, 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 I mean. So, I say, you know, and then there again, like leading up to, you know, this wave, you got that infamous story of, you know, like a D'Angelo show with him and Quest and Prince shows up and then they jam yeah. on some stuff. And it yeah. was kind of like, OK, I mean, they were going to do a show together. They were going to do they were going to do Hampton. They were going to oh, do Hampton in 90s. That's right. That, that that was the emancipation. Yeah, and it got canceled. Yeah, okay. It was going to be D'Angelo and Prince in Hampton. And my parents <laughs> got on the hammer and oh. was trying to, and tried to get, I was like, I, was I remember that. Tickets, man. I remember that. And they the show for some weird Because Hampton got flooded with calls and yeah. they said that we haven't gotten any confirmation for it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I do remember that because man. my sister was a student at Hampton. Shout out to my sister. Yeah, shout out <laughs> for that. But um, I will say this too, man. The I know the lead up to Voodoo was yeah. interesting because 
you know, at this point in time, I know whenever Neo Soul, I know was mentioned, the faces of it were always like say I know like D'Angelo, uh, Erica, and Lauren Hill, and maybe Michelle. And so, but if you remember, um, and I think the reason, and some people may not get it now, but like you may remember, there that there was a high anticipation for like D'Angelo's second one hundred percent outing. Well, he, I mean, he had done that. He had done it so well. Yeah, like he, uh, he was on a roll. He put out the the the. Uh, I mean, once Lady came out. It was like over, and then after that, they put out the Lady Maxi single, and it had the the live version. Of yeah, I love on it. <laughs> yeah, he did the uh, live the Jazz Cafe. Yeah, thing. yeah. And I yeah. was once he did that, I was like, oh, he's like the real deal, and he just kept going with the collabs and different yeah. stuff, and then he did um, the quartet thing with D'Angelo. I mean, with um, with Questlove and Sadiq, Sadiq and, and Ali Shaheed, yeah, and um, Spanky. And uh, he did that on um, Chris Rock's Chris, show. Yeah. Well, so, you know that he 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 did, and um, you know, like this is what people I think may not forget, but like you may remember, you know, post post Brown Sugar mm-hmm. album. I'm gonna say album as in like a collection of right. songs, not just vinyl. Mm-hmm. But you know, after that, like if you remember, you had Maxwell's first one. Yeah. You had you had like Eric Benet's first one. Yeah. You had to say Rashawn Patterson's first one. Okay. Well, now, then by the time Voodoo came out, Maxwell had done another one. Eric Benet had done another one. Yeah. Rashawn Patterson had done another one. I think D'Angelo, so like everybody was kind of like, okay, what's he going to do? And like you're right, but the difference in between those guys and him was he was the singer and the musical cat. Right. Cause, like you said, he did the Chris Rock thing. He did the David Sanborn special, and yeah. and he was playing and on like David. He did the BB King, King thing, and like tore them. He tore. He 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 totally, you know, crushed that. Yeah. So 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 like and Maxwell's thing didn't do that well. That second album didn't do that. Nah, well. it didn't. It was weird, and also he was he's very he was very secretive about his methods. At that time, yeah, he was not giving up his methods for how he was how he was doing the music, right? And he was kind of, you know, he was with Sade, Sade Cat, and like that scene. So yeah. they're like all mysterious about their stuff. Yeah, like Sweetback, yeah, Sweetback. <laughs> exactly. So yeah. they were. He, he wasn't as upfront with the fact that yeah, I wrote all these demos. Yeah, <laughs> you know, because because like the first record is pretty much all him he wrote it in his bedroom mm-hmm. did all the demos and then was able to get the polished versions of these songs yeah but you know uh it was it everybody was kind of at a different place um uh erica badu's came out with her live record mm-hmm. which was legendary yeah that, that is a legendary smart move <laughs> very smart move smart move it was, yeah. great, it was a great move and um and so leading up to voodoo there was also do you ever see that double xl uh, I have it. I know exactly what you're talking about. I have it upstairs I'm somewhere. Get that photocopy right now. But um, I have it upstairs. I know exactly the way with the black and white cover. So that was <laughs> that was a big deal. It was. That was a huge deal because that one is like a diary almost of what they were doing in what the they, studio, and that's what sold it. That's what sold it. I I think, and I don't mean sold it in a sense of 
you know, I, I mean, like the public was reading a great deal. I think amongst you know being like a musician, yeah, musician, you know, like musician cats were like, wait, he's talking about studying Marvin Gaye and Al Green and James Brown and Prince. They were talking about about Prince bootlegs in there, and they and they said that they were recording. At electric, yeah, electric Ladyland, and, and they're playing twenty four seven. And they said they already had like fifty some songs. And that's what did it. Like that's what that's what made you know cats that we know who play. Like okay, mm-hmm. I'm at least check this out and see because it sounds like it's gonna be deep mm-hmm. or dope. And mm-hmm. then short shortly thereafter, he did the Chris Rock show where he did Chicken Grease. Now that when was what? Let me let me look that up because what? Because that know the that exactly that was that XXL issue was like ninety eight ish. It was ninety eight, and then I want to say like the beginning of ninety eight. Yeah, believe. it was like that spring, winterish, springish. Yeah, and then that I I want to say that Chris Rock performance might have been late ninety nine because I remember in the clip he says from the forthcoming Voodoo album. Oh, really? So he teased it on. On the Chris Rock show. Yeah. I did not know that. But this was after he did the one with Questlove and I know Sadiq and Spanky and Ali Shahid. Yeah, no, I remember. No, that was like 97. Yeah. That was still, they were were still in the midst of working on that record, which I still love watching that because uh, Ali Ali Shahid Muhammad is handling that bass. Yeah. Like, he is, man. And Rafael Sadiq is like, I mean, just where do you come up with that kind of jam? Like yeah. that kind of jam with those chords and like that remix. Like, there's got to be a recorded version of that somewhere. <laughs> it has to be. Like, because that, uh, that is that you know version, what? that song. I'll do you one better. There's probably some rehearsal footage somewhere. <laughs> Man. There's got to be some rehearsal footage yeah, somewhere. There's, there's got to be. Um, actually, you know what? Can, 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 I, can I get your. Can I get your. Uh, oh, your, hey, man. What uh, you looking for? Your. Wi uh, Fi. Wi Fi info. Um, oh, I was just want to look at the whatever the timeline was for when uh, when he was on uh, Chris Rock show. Oh, okay. It's not even a big deal, really. I can just look it up on my phone. What's wrong with me? I have problems. Um, all of this will be edited out because I'm just I'm just doing whatever. But um, uh, we'll keep we'll keep moving forward on that. But yeah, like uh, I didn't. Okay, so I didn't know that that was the deal. He was pushing. He was like doing that early. Yeah. Um, oh before, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. Um, actually, it says okay. The one with ninety. The one with um, say Sadiq and him was ninety seven. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that was like fall ninety seven or something. Yeah, something like that. I'm trying to see. It doesn't. Um, for chicken grease, it doesn't say what the. Mm, it just got the YouTube clips. I'm trying to see if I can find it. Uh, yeah, because the one for ninety, another uh, one with Sadiq name was Valentine's Day '97. Okay. I remember them saying that. Uh, let's see. Yeah, like it's okay. Well, we'll, we'll, I'll, I'll find it later. Uh, let's see. Chris Rock show Jennifer Lewis. Nope, that same thing. Mm. Doesn't doesn't say. Uh, uh, let me type in Chicken Grease. <laughs> yeah. See if that helps. So let me ask you this, man. Because what were you? I know were you at VCU by the time like yeah. when you came out? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was- so what was the vibe about that? Because I know I was kind of out of school, but I remember. Um, I just remember being really like, okay, because Left and Right came out as a video prior to that came out. 
Yeah, you know, for me it was um for me it was it was it was a weird time because you know, I was still like a I was still I was a huge Maxwell fan. I was a huge D'Angelo fan or mm-hmm. I was a pretty big D'Angelo fan. Um but I tell you initially when I heard obviously I heard Untitled, I was like, yeah. That's that's fire. I was like, that's it. <laughs> He's um, like, yeah, that's that's, that's but, it. But I think it, I it took me a minute because it was the this was also the first time I was um, uh, introduced to Jay Dilla. In oh, that vibe. Okay. I did not know I was really because you know because there's there's like a period of hip hop that like people love that's like the ninety three to ninety six era, right? Which is where you know Jay Dilla started coming in through Q Tip and through that era and mm-hmm. even like the love movement. Um, but I didn't get heavy into the production side of it. And so I didn't know, um, about Jay Dilla as much, as much. Um, Oh, so it was, um, it was like September 99. Oh, September 99. Okay. So, and the album came out in January of 2000. Yeah. So, wow. He teased it that early. That's yeah. Amazing. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. That's really, that's for, well, I guess you know he he will he will work the music live early. You know we we've seen that with with well, him with the black black Messiah yeah, stuff. But you know I think too, um, and then again I think the thing that separate I think that separated him apart from City Contemporaries again was he was the musician band dude. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, and so you know you could tell and. I'm sorry for the listeners, but if you're a Prince fan, you could look at that and tell, like, okay, he's studying the parade era. Right. Or he's studying yeah. this, this, that. And so they even mentioned in the article about, you know, like later, you know, when Quest would do the tour diaries and things like that, he right. would say, like, we studied these dudes because we wanted the band to be this, this, this. Also, I think another important element that kind of raised flags for, like, musicians, cats were like, oh, Roy Hargrove. Roy Hargrove. Absolutely. <laughs> Him being on the record, uh, him being ushered into that era mm-hmm. with the RH factor and everything else, I was it was it was a great time because like you you knew that whatever record was going to come out with these guys, it was going to be great. It was going to be something different, um, yeah. The, I would say, you know, Voodoo was more of a growing thing for me once I got into the line, the root. Mm-hmm. Once uh, and once I understood more about what was happening with the groove. With the with all the with the groove stuff because the Jay Dilla groove thing was brand new to me yeah and it was brand new yeah so but the but I was gonna say that the common album like Water for Chocolate that album I like got it instantly yeah I got <laughs> yeah. that like that was my jam instantly I was like okay like the, I, I'm started, feeling it yeah it started with the Fela um groove yeah and then it goes into all of all of all of time traveling, time yeah. Traveling. Time, you know, yeah. there's, there's instrument that it, that also that record um, introduced me to Jill Scott. Mm-hmm. That also introduced me to Bilal. Mm-hmm. Bilal. Oh yeah, Bilal is just crushing it on this one track. Just later. Oh, later. um, uh, tra- I think it was time traveling. It was too. time traveling, and um, was it ghetto? Was ghetto heaven? Yeah, Man, ghetto. They let him just blow, you know, was. on the on on that jam. Oh, you got it right. There. Yeah, yeah. I think it was Ghetto Heaven. Yeah, and wait, was he on the he was on the questions too? Maybe. Yeah, Ghetto Heaven. Yep. And um, D'Angelo's on this as well. Uh, like, I mean, you know, it's funny. Like looking back, 
and you go laugh at this the um this era of voodoo like water for chocolate mama's gun funky for you um yeah um it's almost reminiscent of and you may not and and you may not see remember this but anybody that's you know you know been a prince fan since you know controversy is reminiscent of like 82 with vanity six yeah what time is it 1999 or like 80 or like 84 with glamorous life yeah purple rain ice cream castles apollonia six meaning they had projects no ghetto heaven was d'angelo D'Angelo, okay. And, and, but look, Antonio Hart is on this cut. Like they got real cats. Yeah. In the band, Sandra Sandra St. Victor uh, wrote some stuff in here. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is where I really, I mean, this is where Common really kind of gets introduced to the world, you know. And yeah. This is this is where he, I mean, he's now like a, you know, he's got an Oscar. <laughs> like he's got an Oscar. Yeah. He's got movies. I I, I think movies. you. I I I tell you something funny, man, and I, you'll see this. Uh, he actually signed that CD for me. Nice, but he signed it when he came to Tire Records. I know promoting B. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh. oh, can you remember that? And I and he he was like, "Yo, you can get the new one." I said, "Y'all, no, yeah, I got the new one, but I want you to sign this you know, one." Just like, yeah, yeah, he gonna sign this one. Bro. I was like, hey man, hey look, I feel the new one, but this one, man, bruh, I mean, yeah, this, yeah. and you know, it's funny because you know, like you've been. Like I know how much like you are into music, and we mm-hmm. you, you, man talk sometimes about classic albums. Yeah, and I think at this particular era, when you think back over those years, you know, man, a lot of times people like misuse the word classic now, and it's kind of like, well, what does it mean? Yeah, you know, like to you. Yeah, and I don't knock that, but mm-hmm. you know, I think at this, you know, now we can look back at these at these at these collections of songs and what albums or whatever and put them in that category of uh, off the wall Mm -hmm. or 1999 or thriller or purple rain because you look at yeah common may have probably done a little better with b in terms of people knowing you know the corner and go that's more of a that's more of 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 work of one two producers right it's like a little bit and this one also is a more of a cohesive record as well that's what i mean yeah but but b is like is cohesive in a different way because it's just more streamlined after the electric circus circus, yeah you know because that was that was that was that was a lot for people but and then i say this too think about you know and i get it if you weren't around then you you kind of think like oh okay well those albums must have been really good but that was a lot of stuff that came out yeah. that yeah, that you do, I mean I mean like people don't even talk about it anymore like and not to say that you know somebody don't talk about it but that just goes to show you like 20 years out of all the R&B albums mm-hmm. the past week all I've seen them talk about is mm-hmm. is voodoo turning 20 is voodoo it's been voodoo <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying yeah. um I mean I'm I mean Erica for all intents and purposes Everything else after Mama's Gun was almost an EP, she said. You know, like this, you know, um, some Worldwide Underground was an EP. Yeah. This was that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, this might have been her last, I know, like collective effort. And, and even with that, it wasn't like none of these albums were had 
what people would say are like like traditional singles like for the time mm-hmm. like the light didn't sound like anything that was on the radio it just was so dope people was like oh i dig that you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, Bag Lady was, it wasn't celebrating, say, materialism. It was talking about materialism. Yeah. And yeah. people just jumped on it. Um, yeah. uh, it was, it was, it, it was, and I would say it was the last, like, collective kind of, like, record that Erica had. Like, after that, it felt like, you know, she was doing more of the stuff on her own. Yeah. You know, maybe yeah. she, I mean, I mean, maybe not exactly like Mom was going, but it seemed like after that, it seemed like she was doing more of, you know, recording the stuff at, herself and then bringing people in to do their parts yeah yeah, yeah which yeah although i will say I mean, that that does give me hype to think about new america because that record both of those records are <laughs> yeah <laughs> so let me ask you this man because as a drummer yeah def- as a drummer when you listen to voodoo saying mama's gun as a drummer like what do you it screwed me up it screwed really? me up and back then it screwed me up now i'm like okay but back then it screwed me up because i was like this is weird. Like I didn't get it. I didn't get it at all. And it took me a long time to understand it. Like I'm like being real. It really took me a minute. And honestly, I think it took a while for the other, other drummers, the community mm-hmm. to really, to bring that in, mm-hmm. you know, honestly, because I think that that feel of taking the quantization away, uh, yeah, which yeah. I think is so, I think that is so tough for like, for for regular people to understand, yeah. If you will not regular people, but you know the regular consumer. Yeah, taking away the quantization is such a comfort. Having the quantization period on records is so comforting for people. Yeah, yeah. Like well, they, they, I mean, so complacent. It's yeah. complacent, but it's like they want the beat to be exactly where it is and be lined up, and like that's what had been happening for years. Like even even the Roots records. Yeah, that's where I mean that was Questlove's thing. He was like, I want it to be so clean and so precise and so on the beat and so on the grid that they can never you know they can't say anything about it right so that was the antithesis of of but again that's how records used to be made they used to be made without the click tracks it used to be the guys just in a room having a feel mm. and then the, and that changed that changed at some point and the and d'angelo's record kind of helped bring that out also yeah. I have to say that that day was actually a pretty monumental day. The day it came out, it was January 29th of 2000. The Steely Dan's Two Against Nature also came out that day. <laughs> so I bought both of those records. So it was, so if you going back and forth at mm-hmm. the time, I was definitely listening to the Steely Dan record a little bit more. Okay. Because there were things that, I, I mean, because that was, that was the first Steely Dan record. It was catchable. It, well, it was, it was catchy, but also it was the first Steely Dan record in 20 years. Yeah. That was the yeah. first one. That was there after they reunited after seven years. Uh, yeah. They had been on the road for seven years and they finally come out with one more record right. together. I think, um, I think Voodoo, well, I think all of them, when you listen to them individually, mm-hmm. they they are uh, not an easy listen. No. Or not a quick listen. Like, no. you won't. But over time, it it seeps into you and you're like, oh, I, oh, man, did you hear what he said? Or did you hear what they did? Or did yeah. you hear what they played? And then you're like, oh, like, this is dope. Like, when they started to bring it out live to you, then it was like, oh, well, this is Well, it turned into a different experience when he started doing it live. Yeah. I want let's to, let's give it, let's go back to that record, though, a little bit, because, like, that was, 
I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, Steely Dan and then D'Angelo. So it's like you have two different schools at work right mm-hmm. there. Because the, Ste- the Steely Dan school is the quantization. <laughs> they are going to put those drums through <laughs> Just the... Just perfect. Yeah, they're going to put that thing. They're going to MIDI it. They're going to... You know what I mean? They're yeah. going to they're gonna put it on Pro Tools. They're going to put it in everything. They're going to put it to a grid. And they're going to like... It's going to be fine-tooth comb the whole way through. Yeah. You're not going to hear a mistake. And then you, then you go to D'Angelo's record... Where you're hearing is grimy, the breathing, <laughs> the the mood, and it's a very mood conjuring album. The first record right off, I would say, play it, play it. The first record right off, I was yeah. like, okay, I'm in. Yeah. I was like, that's that record, just with that baseline and the and the, and Questlove's feel on the drums. Yeah, um, it's. It's it's undeniable that that song. I got a Prince reference for you. Okay. It's funny. This okay. Now this Prince album that I'm about to reference didn't do well sales wise at first. Go for it. But people love. They always when they talk about it, they talk about the sound of it, and that's Dirty Mind, mm-hmm. meaning it had that demo feel, mm-hmm. and that's what a lot of I think a lot of people got from Voodoo, like you said, a lot of, like it wasn't clean, it wasn't pristine, and even like D'Angelo said in his Red Bull Academy interview, he thought Brown Sugar got butterized at the end, or he said like they, you know, yeah. made it too buttery. It was he said, too buttery, and he didn't, <laughs> and he didn't want Voodoo to be that way. But yeah. when you talk to Prince fans about Dirty Mind, that's the first thing they say is that it yeah. sounds like it's demo tapes, yeah, and that's what they did, and I. I just remember, um, and you probably do too, man, because you know, like we used to do those poet gigs or you know, I mean, coffee shop type gigs, and they it's something about the grooves on each one of these three records you could play at those spots, and people would just lose it, like ah. You could play Spanish joint, right? (laughs) Like everybody, he's like, oh, get off track, yeah. As soon as you start playing Spanish joint, yeah, yeah, yeah. Start playing that, it's you're you're good. Um, Um, yeah, you start playing Untitled. You know what time it is. Like you know that. Like you could. You could. Yeah. You could and, pull it out. And I think that um, one of the things too that um, D'Angelo brought back that I'm not gonna say say. I know he brought it back, but he certainly utilized it well. Um, yeah. That Fender Rose type. I'm I'm gonna ride this Rose out. And and Bring so the Fender Rose back. You know. You know. For those of us who. Have listened to or have you know studied Stevie's classic run of albums? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like all oh, that's on there, and you know, I know for some people they they probably don't remember, but at this time, you know, using the Fender Rose was not it had been coming a mainstay back. on like R and B radio. It, it had been wasn't. coming back. There was, like the only people that were using it were so again going back <laughs> Steely Dan, Steely Dan, um, uh, Donald Fagan when he came out of retirement. He brought the Fender Rose. Right. Okay. That's on. That's on. Um. The Kim Kim Kimarad album or whatever. Um. Uh. Elder Barge was still using Fender Rose. Yeah. Okay. He was still using. He was. He stood. He stood long with that Fender Rose. <laughs> I, I have to give it. People don't give L enough credit, man. I was listening to him last night. He used that Fender Rose hard in the eighties. He would always, he, and then he switched it up to the to the Tyne DX7 sound, uh-huh. and then in the nineties, um, on the In the Storm record, ninety two, he kind of went back. Yeah, Chico Rose. used it on um, Long Time No See. Who Chico, did? oh yeah, the Chico, barge. No, Ch- no, Chico was all over it. Yeah, he was, Chico he was, was doing. It. 
that's that's also people don't talk about that. That's a weird one because I'm like, how did Chico hear the D'Angelo album? And really, he came in like right behind him, like he literally was right behind him and sounded just like him for a minute. I was like, what is going on? You know, Scott. Chambers, you know, Scott Chambers, yeah, yeah. You know, you know Scott said, <laughs> Scott is there. He said, man, the track listing is almost similar to, to, to Brown Sugar. Like, he said, like, the cover is in the same place cruising is and yeah, this, this, whatever. Yeah. And Quiet has kept, that's Chico's best album. It same is, same manager, stuff. same manager, you know, Kadar Massenburg. Same as Eric and all that. So, like, that probably has something to do it's with the it. The only one that, well, well, actually, the second record has some good stuff on it, but it's, it's L. L being on that record helps out a lot too. On oh, no, a long time I'll see. Yeah. 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 Because I mean he's playing the organ. He's yeah, playing yeah. the organ all over <laughs> on, me. Yeah. He's 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 doing all kinds yeah. of stuff. They got he got a got a back he got a he's bleeding there's a mic bleeding back there and he's just playing organ and just like and see, ah, just singing and stuff. And see there again, like that's why I say cause that album, like long time see no see, like all this was in between Brown Sugar and Voodoo. Maxwell's yeah. Eric yeah. Benet, Rashawn yeah. Patterson, Chico, mm-hmm. and so he was trying to be a light skinned D- uh, D'Angelo for sure. And I think I think where D'Angelo was like, okay, LSD, I need to set myself apart. He was like, I'm go do this band thing for real, for real. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm gonna do this in a way like I mean, like you said, take out all the quantizing and take out. Yep. All of this and all that, and we go do it like, like we go record live in the studio. Like I'm, 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 I'm gonna get this dude Pino Paladino to, you know, like to uh, play his Fender Precision. Really, not, not overdub your parts, and you go play right here with us, uh-huh. and we go do all of this, and we just go let the tape roll, and then from that they just jammed out, and then from that they were like, okay, let's make a song out of this piece right here. Yep. let's do this, and so, and then. I always say his secret weapon, which I hope he gets back to. <laughs> he has Sadiqa in on like one cut. Sadiqa always brings Sadiqa to that one song, and and, and he didn't true. do Black Messiah. He did nothing on Black Messiah. Yeah, and it shows. <laughs> you think so? Oh man, uh, yeah. There's not. There's not a signature because he did Lady on Brown Sugar. Yeah. And then and he, he did, did untitled. <laughs> he did untitled voodoo. That's a good. That's a good point. You know what I'm saying? That's a good point. He. It's good to have Sadiq in there to have that. I mean, so, and 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 not to take anything from D with that, but I think that when you get them together, yeah, they come up with some magic stuff. Him and Ali Shahid. Yeah, you know, yeah. Him, uh, him and Ali Shahid should be, you know, should be in, like in the mix. Yeah, sure. but they all, you know, once they all got that. Shine though. After that, it's difficult for them to get back together too. Man, see, you know, I, 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 I still like to this day. And I'll be honest with you, when I saw all this stuff coming out, you know, like in real time, yeah, I was so hopeful for you know, like R and B music. I was just like, oh man, it's it's going to a place now where you know, because you know, man, you got to remember, this is in between the time, like the same year Jill Scott's first one came out. You know, the same year like Lucy Pearl came out. So and Chris Rock was the guy that was that was breaking a lot. It was of breaking music, a lot of stuff because that and, was the first time I, I saw Nikki Nick Acosta. Yeah, and Jill Scott was and, that on on his show. On his show, and and I was so hopeful. Uh, like wow, like this is a collective that could, you know, if they just 
it looks like they're gonna be doing stuff, right. and it looks like they're gonna be, and then it just kind of like when they did that vibe piece, <laughs> you know, yeah. like you know, like I mean, the one picture that they took, you like, oh, it's great, and the next thing you know, it's kind of like everybody was, you know, like Questlove said, you know, people kind of like picking on him, like, oh, you, you're not the boss. They had to make them, well, they had to make it look like I work, for, like I work, work for, for you, you. yeah. And like, it's like wow, and and so tough. I, I mean, wow. I guess I kind of get it. You know, but then I'm kind of like, man, like y'all couldn't, you know, accept the, I guess, whatever ego or whatever tribute. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. like you're like a phone call away, like y'all couldn't figure this out, like y'all just couldn't work that out. And so I think while we got some great music, we may have missed out on some stuff. But then again, you know, maybe it was for the moment. I know for what it was. You know well, what I'm again, I think it helped bring Prince back too, though, because oh. I feel like that. Because okay, because. So Listen, I mean, it's interesting that, you know, Voodoo comes out and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden Prince is going like on a hit and run tour with like a stripped down band. A stripped down <laughs> band. And he's doing and he's doing that's the last time he did a lot of those songs with like yeah. the Darling Nikki, all yeah. the songs where he would cuss and stuff. Yeah. That was that was that last tour. Yeah, that last tour. Two thousand. You're right. You're absolutely yeah, right. He started it in Richmond. By yeah, absolutely. The way. And I had that on audio, by the way. Oh man. There's video. There's video. I think on what? YouTube. There's video on YouTube. I'm pretty man, sure. Man, I was so mad. I missed that shot. I was standing outside. I stood outside the Dude, land. I was across the pitiful. street. <laughs> I lived at GRC. I was, and, and he was across the street. I was so pissed. And but that was that was. That I was heard the, he cursed the sound. Well, he does curse the sound man out, and that's why he hadn't been back. Oh wow, he does. Yeah, it was the sound man because he was like, uh, yeah, he was like, sound man, I'm not coming back for this. Wow. Yeah, that's why he never came back. Yeah, yeah. He to that came. to that venue. Yeah, no, because he played. To, he played in two thousand four. He played Richmond, or he played close to Richmond. I think he played the JPJ. Yeah, he might play like DC or something. Or he played. He played, he played somewhere close. I remember maybe he, he ended up playing a club or something like that. Or they thought he was going to play a club in Richmond. Nah, he nah he 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 never, he, he never came back to Richmond after after that show, man. Wow. That's yeah, crazy. that's that's crazy. <laughs> but. I will say this, man. And well, yeah. Oh no, I was going. I was, I was going to say just that era. Mm-hmm. I think that helped him go into his real music, real instrument phase, where he's like, for basically, he did that for the rest of the decade. He did, where he basically stuck to this, like the rhythm. You're going to hear the rhythm section. You're going to hear the. You're going to hear all the individual instruments. instruments yeah, and it's you know and. You Alicia know, Keys came out, and mm-hmm. you know, like you know, it, it was you know what it was I a vibe. I know that's you know I think did it and you know there again like two thousand you know he put out rave into the joy two thousand right you know now for all intents and purposes you could say I don't diss Prince records because I never know what Prince fans kind of come in at right you, you you know like that album I know for them could be what sign of the times is for somebody else sure. or what purpose but I do know that he went into that record and the reports say that. He wanted to, I know that record, trying to make like another supernatural or he wanted a supernatural. Yeah. He wanted a supernatural reaction. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. He wanted that. Yeah. 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 Like what Santana got. He wanted it back. And I think for him again, when he, you know, it's not a bad album, you know. No. On its own, you know, when this was on its own now, like if you compare it to other Prince stuff, you might be disappointed. But when you hear it on its own, it's it's, it's got some you know bright moments on it. But I think what happened was was um because the press was so hot on like D'Angelo and Questlove, and they were 
every chance that they got, oh, Prince is our dude. You know, Prince yeah. is our dude. Yeah. I think he started to step back and not just because they were saying it, but because he saw like, wait a minute, these kids basically who grew up off my music are like mm-hmm. musicians. Mm-hmm. I've jammed with them. Mm-hmm. I see them like they, you know, like he had to have seen some live shows like D'Angelo's you or know. caught something. And he was like, okay. I mean, he was on to him like by in 96. Right. That's he what I'm saying. So, 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 so he, once he stepped back and saw, Hey man, you know what? I don't need to do yeah. anything to stay relevant yeah. I'm, I'm already relevant enough and i've already done enough to where yeah i got these guys and some other people and other people and other people mm-hmm. that dig dig me for me being me not yeah. for me trying to appeal to you know like what the market is now like i've already done that exactly. and so exactly he eased into like okay well you know what then let me just do my musician thing he needed that he needed that because because new power soul was supposed to be what like the voodoo thing is like he was supposed to he was supposed to do that that like interrupted the 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 progression for me personally (laughs) i feel like that when he he did emancipation i was like yeah because like those uh, those songs you know you can say what you want there's some songs they're not that great but a lot of them are really really it's three discs it's really good yeah oh man and then the truth after that i'm like great like i mean this record is amazing yeah and then he does new power soul and i feel like he took like this step people do like that record now but i feel like he took a step back and it's like very overproduced mm. and and then and then he does raven to the joy fantastic which again very overproduced right mm-hmm. sounds very good but it's very overproduced and then 2000 he doesn't come out with the record he comes out with those singles he comes out with you make my sunshine mm-hmm. sounds exactly like <laughs> untitled <laughs> sounds exactly like it like he's it, which is really weird and he's got Angie Stone on it yeah yeah how are you going to do yeah. an untitled remake <laughs> and then put put D'Angelo's girl on it yeah, obviously I, you're trying to send a message there yeah some kind of message yeah I I think man um you know you know we may never know and I and I could just guess but I think he he had I mean he's old school he was old school I mean he was old school and say mm-hmm. and they say you know I know I know some listeners may be like well what y'all mean say by that meaning that so you know like back in the day I mean, cats didn't give you props just because you had to like earn your, you know, your thing. Yeah. And so I think this was one of those times where he was just like, you know what? I don't need MTV. Yeah. I, I don't need to be this. You know what I'm saying? I've done enough. I can still do enough. Yeah. I, I know I'm one of these dudes. I'm, you know, I am as good as people think I am. You know what I'm saying? Well, and, he had the, luckily he had the presence of mind at that time, yeah, you know, that and, he was, he was still Prince. So, and he, once he took the name back, that was actually a helpful thing yeah. as well. He took the name back and then he, yeah, you're right. He's like, I don't need to do this. I don't need to do that. He's like, I can just be me. And like, I can just use like the media or the, the record companies just to, as my will. Yeah. Because he's like, he knows, I mean, cause like the, the musicology album is, it is what it is. I like some of the tracks on it. I think it's dope. It's definitely like more of a stripped down band record, yeah. which is cool, you know. But he was using that to just to say, "Look, I can still play. I can still do all this. I don't need all the the all the stuff." Yeah, he was like, "I don't yeah. need the. I don't really need the Lindrum machine. I don't need any of that. Yeah. Like, I could just have an awesome I, band." I, I 
can do basically one, three, five chord songs. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, call my name. There's not much to it. Like nah. he's written better love songs. Oh yeah. But the thing is that he wanted to. It's the simple, the simplicity of it. Because I heard it in the, in, I heard it the other day, and I was just like, it's just so simple. It's but people, a, lo- but but the critics love that album. They love that album. <laughs> you know, they love that because it's simple. It's not complicated prints. It's well, very, so, it's, you know, it's very three four minute. Prince. So, so like, would you say that Rainbow Children is his attempt at neo soul? No, definitely not. That that, that that one, I think, oh, I think that one is what helped him to see that he could still do it in that form mm-hmm. and have it just be because this one is where he built it up with just him and uh, John Blackwell. Yeah. So that's a different. That's different yeah. from what he was doing before. So okay. him and John Blackwell really recorded that album together. And then he put all put everybody on it, yeah. you know, because like, uh, but that song everywhere, like that's just him. That's just him and Prince, just like just yeah. jamming. I I I think, uh, <laughs> you know, like with Prince, he he, you never know, you never know his like what his influences are mm-hmm. or were. I mean, man, for something until like after the fact, you know True. what I'm saying? True, and so. While some people have said that, like that, that that was his answer to the voodoo thing being influenced by. Yeah, I I think it was just kind of like him, kind of being like, you know, I'm going through some different stuff in my life. Mm-hmm. I I mean, people dig this Fender Rose, so let me go ahead and you know, kind of throw this in. And, yeah, and you know, not like he's a slouch. I know it's a musician, so like once he gets on it, he's mm-hmm. gonna give you some stuff. You can be like, oh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, yeah. But in that vein of voodoo and, you know, like there's a riot going on. It's not yeah. an easy listen. Yeah. But right. when you listen to it, you're like, right. oh, I'm catching. Right. It's some stuff on here that's kind of dope. And so. Yeah. Well, so you said something about, um, you said something about Black Messiah. So what, what did you feel about that record um, coming, you know, what was it? I guess 14 years after voodoo. Yeah. What did like? What did you feel about Black Messiah? And because I, because I personally, I was hyped when I heard the charade. I was like, oh, you know. And then the version on the record is is beautiful. I just wish it was like two minutes longer. <laughs> I could take two more minutes of that. But like, you know, I feel like it is a great record. I mm-hmm. don't feel it's a. I don't feel like it's a classic. Classic. If, he, if there was a follow up to it quicker. Cause now that was that was already that was twenty into twenty fourteen. Fourteen, yeah. So we're looking at five five six years we're almost now. Almost, yeah, we're looking at almost six years since that record has come out. And if there was a real follow up to it, I feel like that would have gave it even more of a strength. Mm-hmm. But what do you, what do you feel about that record? Like after uh, okay, Black Messiah. Yeah. Uh, first, and again, I'm sorry, listeners, but having grown up a Prince fan, I've known I've grown accustomed to not expecting albums from artists to. Sound like the previous one Yeah totally So um, With that And you know Like there have been reports Of like D'Angelo playing Like a uh, mini guitar now And things like that And mm-hmm. so uh, When I kind of got I got You know Just maybe through I don't know Oak I guess an okay player Like message boards Or social media or Something right. You know Like you kind of got When that Quest Love's not involved Like okay Then you yeah. kind of get it Like okay There are no Sadiq tracks Because it came out Online first Man if you remember it was yeah. It was like Apple Music. It was like an iTunes release something yeah, first at yeah, first, right, right. and so you know, like once that happened, then the credits you know kind of came up. 
Um, but other than that, it is, um, you know, it is one of those where, I mean, again, going back in history, it's kind of one of those albums where you're kind of like, you know, Purple Rain, Around the World in a Day. Stan, yeah. there's a riot going on. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Mm-hmm. Um, it's like something that's just totally not like the previous one and so you got to take it for what it is where it is um of course like sugar daddy was cool um back to the future was cool um you know i i thought he you know like i thought it was i thought it i still think it's 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 an interesting album it's not an easy listen right you know what i'm saying you don't think it's an easy listen the, the black messiah record not as easy as brown sugar is okay Okay. I mean, like you know, and what I mean by easy listen is is that you know, like one of the complaints I heard about it was people can't understand like what he's saying. I mean, or what? <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, you know, and and but you know, I just remember being amps like thinking like, wow, man, is Jesse Johnson on this? Like that's wow, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I knew Chris Dave was on. It was like, oh, okay, and you know, I think part of me was just, well, I'm getting it anyway. And then by that point, I think I'd had like a couple of live bootlegs from his shows. Yeah. At that point, so I was like, ah, I checked it up. Playing a couple of the songs. Yeah, they've been playing a couple of songs. Yeah. I, saw, I, I mean, there was a clip. There's a clip that he played some shows in Paris, and then that was like some of the first stuff. That's where I heard the first yeah. version of the charade. And then actually, I saw him in um, Virginia Beach in twenty. 20- 13? Yeah. With the, it was him and Mary J. He was down in Norfolk. Yeah. yeah they they down in Norfolk. Like, they did like four dates together. Man, how was that show? That was, show was awesome. Okay. I mean, it was the best singing I've ever seen live. Wow. Like, it was some of the best singing. Like, he was just flawless on the mic. He did, And it was like, it was like a black show. Like, it was like, he didn't do, <laughs> he didn't play around. Like, it was like, he, was, he didn't play around. He was not, he's not like, it wasn't like he was playing it like, um, you know, at like a, uh, you know, Afro, Afro pop fest or something like yeah. that, where he's gonna like do all the B sides and weird stuff and some rock stuff, or whatever. He kept it cold, like it was like ur- it was urban, urban. <laughs> it was urban nights, and uh, and, and then because then Mary J. and then Mary J. came on, and she's you know she tore it up too. Yeah. She was she was amazing. She sounded incredible, but um yeah. So he was teasing a lot of the stuff. You know, he didn't really talk a whole lot. But it was a great show. It yeah, was a great I, I, show. I mean, so you know, like there again, I mean, so you know, I'm I'm used to, you know, artistry like that. Like, you know, yeah. like this one isn't gonna be like that one, and you got to find, uh, say, you know, the the um, you know, I mean, what you like, and 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 this one, and so what I'm saying about it, you know, like easy listening is that you know, like if you're at a cookout, I mean, a family cookout, yeah, you know, you're not go here. A lot of black Messiah tunes. No, you you could hear cruising or Lady or Brown Sugar, but yeah, you, but but you won't hear like you really won't hear a whole lot of voodoo tunes. Maybe except for feels like making love, right? Yeah, Ma- yeah maybe yeah. maybe Devil's Pot if it's the younger part of the family. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> if yeah. it's the older part of the family, uh, you might just hear feels like making love. You could do send it send it on or whatever. Yeah, yeah send do, it on. You know, yeah, send it on and definitely like the, yeah some of those. I think maybe one more again. Maybe one more again. Spanish joint. Yeah, there's, there's a few. There's a few but, that um, people know. And say so, you know I I I do get too that you know he was trying to dismantle that whole like untitled video image so yeah i think that kind of went into 
like the music too you know like i know some people go well i mean what do you mean it's like you know he kind of was tired of that image and so i mean i guess those shows were just different from a different perspective yeah. as far as how he saw it, it as opposed to everyone else you know he felt like you know he felt like a piece of meat up there i guess yeah. after a certain point which is which is unfortunate you know yeah. what i mean but you know what's funny is that <laughs> I call this they say D'Angelo effect. I remember reading in uh, Vibe magazine, short, sh- maybe like a year or two later after that, they were saying that the uh, that became a part of record contracts. Mm-hmm. You know, for male artists, it was like yo, like you got to work out, stay in shape. Oh wow, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They got, it's Look, like man, they doing it now for all these reunion tours. Yeah, like, man. Uh, like, uh, this Miley crew about to go on the road. I don't know if you ever watched any Vince Neil. Vince Neil videos from Miley Crew. No, nah. dude. I mean, he sounds sound. He looks a little rough. He's a little bloated, and, he's, <laughs> and he sounds a little. He's. I mean, like he's not even really saying words anymore. He's just like, and then I'm not even saying. Come on, man. Come on. And look, that's in the contract now. They're like, you look, bro. But you got to You got to say. Yeah, you got to come. You got to come correct. Look, it's June. Like it's June now. You're like, we going on the road in a year. You got you to get the personal trainer now. <laughs> oh, PT man. it up. That bro. is funny. You know, and, uh, and and D'Angelo did the same thing when he came out. I mean, he definitely had trimmed it up a little bit, He but he's not going to do – he got muscles and stuff, you know, yeah. but he's not going to do the – Six-pack ab thing. Yeah, he's not – look, that's – I mean, man, you know um, – I think he likes to enjoy life too, D'Angelo. He seems like a kind of guy that, that he doesn't really tune into the internet very often. He seems like he likes to tune out and just be his own cat and not and like hang. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I think I, he enjoys I, a beer. I, I I do remember man seeing some interviews with him and Quest afterwards, you know, some other people and I Yeah. I just remember him, you know, voicing frustration about, you know, I work real hard, I studied the Yodas. Yeah. And then I try to give you this dynamic show. Right. Which was it was a dynamic show. I mean, man, the Voodoo Tour is like, if they ever put that out on DVD. <laughs> I'm sure they got it. I mean, if, the yeah. closest you're going to get is probably the North Sea Jazz yeah, Festival. Yeah, North Sea Jazz yeah. And, but, like, when you see it, and you see the work that they put in, he was like, you know, just to have people like, okay, take it off. Like, you know, I'm, I'm sure that's kind of aggravating and frustrating. Mm-hmm. And so you're like, man, like, I'm giving you a show that's better than anything out. Nobody I, was given that I kind mean, of showmanship. I mean, like, know? I mean, like the only closest, you know, like the only people who could probably rival that level of showmanship at that time were people who were out before Springsteen, Prince, maybe Mint Condition. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, definitely Mint Condition. You know, like MJ. Sure. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, like Sadiq wasn't solo yet, so you know what I'm saying. So yeah. it 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 was some um, you know like gigantic. I mean, people. Maxwell, Maxwell, has, yes, and Maxwell, yeah, he has a great live show. You know, he so, can do all so, that stuff. So like he. he you know, he said was take, you know, like giving a show, and I'm sure you know some people, they may have, I mean, fell deaf on some people. Like maybe they, they didn't appreciate. Like wow, like he is, like this is a phenomenal. Well, here's the thing. Show. Here's the thing. D'Angelo, excuse me, he has he has not, he has not completely broken through like Prince did. He hasn't. He hasn't exactly had a little red Corvette. Right, if you will, right, you know right, what I mean. He's right. still a black, really more of a black. You know what's funny? Musician, you're right. He is a black musician's musician, really, and a musician's musician. Like I mean, there are he obviously has a lot of fans of all kinds of different colors, yeah. but he is mainly known in the more black. in the urban he, households, in my opinion. You know what's interesting was that when Voodoo was out, he got a lot of 
and I'm gonna say airtime. Um, when they would have the VH1 Men's Fashion, he was right. on there. Yeah. When he was on the MTV Movie Music Awards or whichever one, it was, you know, so he was he was getting shine on those shows or or like getting invites that other. Yeah, black male artists weren't getting, but it so, was but it was a collab situation all was, the time. Was, uh, it, sometimes he would end up having to sing on, with somebody on VH1. It was with Tom Jones. With Tom Jones, yeah, it yeah, was. Tom Jones. <laughs> it was with Tom Jones. It was with Man, Tom, Tom Jones. Jones is saying with every black. Person. <laughs> he is saying with every black and white person. Yeah, it Just, was with like, Tom. Jones. He was like, "I'll solo it up with you real yeah. quick." What's this? <laughs> yeah, what's yeah? He's like, "What's this song?" Yeah, he'll, yeah he'll let's do, do a sex machine. Yeah, sex machine. Um, yeah, <laughs> they're like. But yeah, you're right. He he hasn't. But I think if he was ever at a close cusp, that was the closest. Until really, until the Black Messiah, you know, where he did Saturday Night, Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. He did some of the late night shows. He did, you know, he did Jimmy Fallon. Obviously, yeah. You know, he actually um, did a little bit of TV mm-hmm. um, and actually was able to perform his own songs. Usually, yeah, that's what it's been. He has been more of a guest yeah. artist. He even, <laughs> well, he, man, I don't think he did the BET Awards. Did he, did he, like he did. He did. No, he okay. did. He did before the record came out. Okay, he did that in 2013, I think, or, okay. or 2012 or 2013. It was. It was it was one of those early around days. that around the time when he was I think it was when they did the Mary J Blige tour. Okay, yeah, okay. So he was he was doing it around that time as well. Okay, so okay. yeah. Um, so he was he's been teasing it for a minute, and you know that's I, I definitely think it's um I think it's interesting that that record is sonically is I would say it is Black more Messiah? like Black yeah Black Messiah is more like Brown Sugar because it is a very polished record. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, when you, when you yeah. and that was the thing that made me more excited about it when I heard the demo versions of it of Black Messiah um, of um, Thousand Deaths. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, hearing that version demo, I'm like, yeah, he could. I was like, he could do it again. Yeah, I mean, you know, and I'll be honest with you, man. Like when you look at post Voodoo to Black Messiah, we got yeah, we had uh, like Be Here with Sadiq. Yes, we had the RH Factor song. I'll stay. He crushed that. He had uh, oh, and Red Hot and Riot. Um, Red Hot the, and Riot. The yeah, tribute where he did um, Water Get No Enemy. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much his production with Questlove. And Nile Rodgers was on there, right? Nile Rodgers. Nile Rodgers is on that. Macy so Gray. I mean, you know, there were bits and pieces of. He was well, also in the. He was also on that other RH Factor record. He did the BS was, record or whatever. It's um, called bullshit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's called bull. Yeah, yeah. So. You know, he had less output. Well, I mean, fourteen years. It was like, I mean, okay, these tunes weren't like exactly back to back. It was like no, it was years. They were like spare. He so had a, he had a rough. He had a rough like yeah, three, four years. It, it's it was kind of like okay, um, you know, like what's going on. And I'll be honest with you, man. Like during that time period, um, I remember when Badu and the Roots came like to the landmark, and I just knew. I said, okay. His boy is here, uh-huh. and Erica's. He's got to show up to the mm. show. Yeah, because because oh, it's Richmond. I was he, like, it's Richmond. He got it. He got to come through. Okay, they filmed the uh, man. Send it on video here, like for his that's show. Right. That's that's right. And I remember thinking, okay, that's at the landmark. Is at the it? landmark. I'm I'm thinking, okay. He... Hey everyone, make sure you follow the Hustle Season podcast wherever you enjoy podcasts every Friday. But they also write, perform, and record their own original music. So find the Hustle Season wherever you stream your favorite music platforms including iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google, Apple Music slash podcasts and more. Hear the songs Florida and wash your hands right now. 
The Hustle Boys have something special planned down the line, so stay tuned for more jams! Plus, other podcasts for different kinds of lifestyles, including Trash Tech with James and Reggie, SOS Podcast with Great Britain Gabriel Santa Maria, The Pacecast with Reggie Pace and The Charisma Meter with Kelly Strawbridge. You can also find the podcast at rvamagazine.com every weekend. The Hustle Season Podcast, available everywhere you want it. Valentine's Day performances, D'Angelo, Raphael, Sadiq, Ali, Shahid, Muhammad, and Quest Love. Come on! You know tonight is your night. The looking at you, all of them wishing they could have you. Uh, and as a matter of fact, a bunch of them itching for you to scratch them. I'm tired of how to work the fair. I'm trying to come with the rail. I'm gonna make it known. Cause I want them to know, baby, you baby. Know? You're my little baby. baby. Oh, my dollar baby. baby. And swear you're the talk of the town. And everybody wants to know what's going down. I know the seen this before Maybe at the liquor store Maybe at the health food stand But they don't know what you mean Say what? Wonderful Such a wonderful Such a wonderful Such a wonderful A wonderful lady Such a wonderful Such a wonderful, a wonderful Such a
See, we be cooking so the folks that's crazy fit like this. Now you know how it's going down. Start at your neck, do your back, and the work is right up to your feet. So you need come on, everybody. I just want to put you back. Yeah. I just want y'all to get down. Yeah. Everybody come get down. I just want to get Everybody faking the phone, put you in school. I take the lesson from the blessing, the blessing, the adolescent man. I got the music and the instruments, we use them as my weapons and hand. Everybody on the floor, if you listen to me, come on, come on, clap your hands, come on, stomp your feet. I just wanna put you down. Yeah. I just want y'all to get down. Yeah. Everybody come get down. Yeah. Everybody up the Wednesday yeah. Oh, what's on the bottom? Chicken feet. Oh, 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 Chris Rock, where you at? Oh, oh, oh. Uh, and you can Baby, uh, yeah. 
I know you love me cause fuck you cause I say it loud. I know you love me cause fuck cause I. I know you love me cause I fuck you cause I. I know you love me cause fuck cause I. Everybody feeling all right out there? This next song is called The Charade. Matter of fact, let me get a fist in the air from everybody. Fist in the air. We're going through this one for all the victims, for all the senseless police brutality. Crawling through a system manning me Crawling through a system
Erica just gave a little, you know, brown sugar show this Wait, week. No, which, which year was this? This was two, New America had just come out. So, so 07, out. 07, 08. 07. Or maybe, it was a little later than that. Maybe like 08 maybe? 08, 08. 09, something okay. like that. Okay. Because the Roots had done, um, uh, was it Game uh, Theory? Rising Down. Rising Down, yeah. Rising Down was out. Okay, and then... Underrated record, by the way. Underrated, yeah. And then, like, like, I know the next year, maybe like a year or two later, might have been 2010, I know Sadiq's uh, Stone Rolling comes out. He comes to Richmond. He's doing a show. And he starts to be here. And he was like, I got to do this with him because my uh, little brother is from this. I'm thinking like, okay. He might show up. And he didn't show yeah, up. And no, I was thinking no. like, oh. I was just like, so, yeah. you know, like with Black Messiah, I think, yeah, I can see that over politics because it's of the time period. And and, and it's, you know, and, it. and when you sit on stuff for a long time, I mean, like, it gives you more time. You start second guessing. It gives you more time because, I mean, that, I mean, the way that the charade sounds, I mean, it's really in your face, that song. The, yeah. the, the, the drums are really hard panned. <laughs> You know, yeah, like, you know, everything is like, the, the. I mean, it sounds awesome, but it's almost like, man, this is like really clean. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, and it's, it, it loses a little bit of that, because man, demo version of Thousand Deaths, oh my God. Well, so you know what, I, 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 would, would, in hindsight, would you have been like, hey man, go back and do another voodoo. <laughs> Or like go back and do what you did before. I mean, so you, I, you know, know. I mean, the thing is, is that I have to say that some of it is like a voodoo part too. I mean, um, another life, uh, another life sounds like a continuation of a lot of that stuff. I mean, it also sounds like, to me, it also sounds like a Butcher Brown record for real. Like I'm like, it's not, it that sounds like a Butcher Brown record, but like that that one um, again, a thousand deaths. Um, uh, ain't that easy? Yeah, you know. I mean, I, I mean, I asked that because I mean, so you know. Like oh, I mean you know again, what? okay, like being a Prince fan, so I'm, I'm, a, I'm, you know, it's like it's like you know the stuff he did at Sunset Sound, yeah, and then you know the stuff he did in the Purple House, yeah, yeah and then yeah, you know yeah, the stuff yeah, he did at the park. You're kind of like, okay, you what's your preference? Yeah, you know, but yeah, but that's the thing. It's like I'm always gonna go Sunset Sound all day, <laughs> no matter how much. I mean, like I I love the room sound at Paisley Park. You know, there's legendary records of it, but man. It don't come closer to the sunset sound for me. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is, like, I'll take a see if he if it was like the rock that that's what the charade was giving me is like if there was a rock version of voodoo. Mm-hmm. If it's like, oh, oh, okay, because that's, okay, okay, like, okay, that's okay. what he was kind of teasing after. And I see what you're saying before okay. the record came out and after he was talking yeah. about how he's like I'm listening to like this you know psychedelic black rock from because now that I think about 60s. it, there is no keyboard on Black Messiah like that, is it? Not like that. It's more the so finger. maybe so like just like his dirty mind almost just yeah, cleaner because it's, <laughs> it's more guitar he's playing yeah, guitar okay on, okay know? he's not really that's a good you know what we've just found except a way to like, sum that up <laughs> except for like yeah except for the charade the charade has like very dominant mm-hmm. keyboards and guitar so I mean it's more of that sound you know but it's not the same it's definitely an evolution that's why I think a follow up a quicker follow up to that would have really like. Oh, really yeah. would have sealed it there. like I'll be like oh so that's what if, it, a... if it came more of the rock edge in mm-hmm. there I was like uh, you know what that's that's about. that's um you know not 
I mean, you've helped me kind of, like maybe I knew that, I just didn't know how to put it into words mm. ahead of time, but that is kind of more, and what I mean by that, I mean, so, you know, I remember I I did a, uh, let's just say I had the privilege to speak to Jesse Johnson. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. And he was saying, and you can edit this out. Okay. Um, and so he was saying how Prince needed to do Dirty Mind. To kind of get that out of him, uh-huh. and how he needed to do like bare my naked soul to get that out of him. Sure. And so I think this with D'Angelo was like, okay, I think he maybe always wanted to play guitar. Like, okay, yeah. so let me get this out. Yeah. Because I don't know, you know, because I don't want to be the guy stuck behind the piano, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. the whole time. Mm-hmm. And so cool. Okay, so now that you've done it. You know, we gotta see what's next. I. But let me ask you this, because we got ahead of some stuff. Looking back, if you were, how would you, are these three albums, Voodoo, Like Water, and Mama's Gun, are they like the box set that's not a box set? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I definitely say that that is the air. I mean, you know, along, we're obviously forgetting quite a few other records, because there, there were a few other ones from there on that time. I would probably include um, Phrenology in there. You know, oh. if you're really gonna, if you're really gonna, because phrenology and then going into the common electric cir- circus, cir- circus uh, period, yeah, you know, it maybe Bilal's first one, yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. that one is like, it's not that it, they don't really have as much of the Soulquarians vibe on it, but it's still that it's in pieces. It's in there. It's yeah. in there, and Bits he's a big part of it. Yeah, I would definitely say that. I mean, that yeah. that was a really I, big era. I think the. Um, thing that makes these three albums work as a collective mm-hmm. and then individually is you know something that you don't hear a lot of in R&B music anymore it's like the rhythm section it's the rhythm section yeah. James Poison yeah. Pino Palladino yeah. Questlove yeah. and then D'Angelo on keys on certain tunes I think Jay Dilla on the songs that he's on you know for the projects it's like okay it's like that extra like okay or you know you got Roy you know like, oh and Roy Hargrove because he's on all three of these he's on all, he's on all of them. <laughs> he's on all those records yeah you know for, and, you and, know. and 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 so I think and it's funny that we talk about this and some people are gonna be like well what's so special about it we haven't seen it since no like you haven't seen it's you I mean you haven't seen it since and then the only way to kind of get you an idea about it you got to reference one guy that did this with his project and two spinoffs yeah yeah <laughs> you know what I'm saying? yeah i mean yeah. you know i mean it's kind of like that's that's like wow like it took a collective to try to duplicate what a dude did yeah you know what i'm saying yeah i mean it kind of gets you in um yeah because i mean it was because it was all over the place you know they i mean all of a sudden you know roots quest love all those guys they're all over people's records and yeah. it's because of that it's really and, because of the voodoo record and and you're right because and things fall apart too as well. Well, yeah, I I think um, you know like there there are some honorable mentions that kind of go in because Jay Dilla did the Q-tip solo joint, you know, right. with breathe and stop, Ampl- yeah, Ampl- and all that. And then in between this, you had um, again I said um, in a Lucy Pearl record, which you yeah. may say, well, hey, well, how does that fit in? Well, I mean, Sadiq is like the honorary, yeah. So things that so, was that 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 project really didn't get to. See, it's really proper fruition. But that was a dope album. It was a dope album, <laughs> you know, because they, man, because and I still can't find that live performance of them that they did on the Tonight Show. I think of uh, that song "You." 
and they do they they uh, watch that version. <laughs> Ricky, that's like the best version of that song. I gotta look for that. I'm man, not it's not on YouTube. Can't find it. I looked for it a couple times, and I man, it's, uh, it's so nasty, dude. Joy. It's so gross. I mean, Raphael is really the kind of the keeper of the flame on a lot of this. You know, man, you still doing it? That's he's the only one doing it out there. That's, that's part that's 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 like amazing. I um, I have to shout out to um um uh this uh, other podcast called Talk of Musicology um uh, with this guy um and I'm, I'm just blanking on his name right now, but he just interviewed Raphael Sadiq. Oh, really? Okay. And uh, yeah, I'm, whenever I put this up, I'll, I'll, it'll go in there. But yeah, he just interviewed Raphael Sadiq, and and uh, he's his his most recent record is. Pretty oh, amazing, yeah. Jimmy Lee. Jimmy yeah. Lee is pretty amazing. That um something Man. something keeps calling. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that record is. Bad. Yeah, yeah, that joint is. Yeah, that one. I'm like, I wish Prince was. I wish Prince was alive to hear that. Because that. <laughs> that one, that's that's a crucial record, bro. So so let me ask you this, man. Do you think? Because um, again, like from a from a a, a, a drummer standpoint, not yeah. so much as just a listener, but as a a a drummer like where do you rank these three like where do you because i know for me as as a bass player like i'll say it you know like pino's association with this like made him a bass hero like (laughs) you know like i mean like his name like every time his name is mentioned now they always mention he played on voodoo like what if a chocolate mama's gun yep oh yeah okay yeah he played with the who and this but they always mention those three so like where does this as a as a you know, because there are certain. I mean, I know bass players have certain albums. We be like, hey man, as a bass player, you should listen to, you know, like Gratitude Live sure. or well, this. Yeah, sure. Well, you know I mean, so so how do you rank this? It goes in that vibe, you know. I think Questlove sometimes he, he just, for his reputation is really interesting. I think it's I think it's really amazing because it really shows any drummer that number one a big part of recording and a big part of music and a big part of playing the drums mm-hmm. is knowing the big picture. Mm-hmm. And that I think that shows that, um, that drummers can be producers, mm-hmm. that drummers are great arrangers. Yeah. Um, they're, they're great, um, uh, facilitators. And also they, they, they know how to get people together. Mm-hmm. You know, they can, they can help organize the rhythm section in a, in a really in a, in an incredible way. They make or break the music. And I think for, for quest love he's shown how you can do both and it can be in a musical style like i mean you could break the music literally and like screw it up mm-hmm. and it's and it still has a value to it and something there's something real to it him breaking down his technique from precise to the most unprecise like is is a uh that, that i think that blew drummer's minds okay and i'm to the point where i think it took a few years that's a, yeah. I mean, honestly, yeah. it took a, it took people a few years, I think, to catch up to a, with what Questlove was doing. You see that now. Drummers now know how to play the Dilla, Don't you know. Dilla, yeah. yeah. But before, you know, it was a special thing. Like if that was a special kind of code vocab, <laughs> if, you can, if you could, if you could speak in Dilla on you're, the drum set, then you're like fire or you're, whatever. You're and now that's been just completely, you know, you know, like. Uh, you know, regurgitated and spit out and eat up and thrown out by all these other different drummers. So I think it's very revolutionary. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then and he was also the MD for the Voodoo Tour. Yeah. So and and I think between I think that brings back the vibe of the lead singer slash artist, whoever it is, and whoever their drummer is, 
can be very important. It's oh, very yeah. important. I think that was kind of lost for for a long time. I mean, you know, I think that's a large piece of this puzzle that we haven't talked about yet, which is the live show portion. Yeah, and not just for him, but for Common too, because this was when Common started to use a band. Yeah, live, and I think. Um, one of the important things was 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 um, when they were starting this tour and doing that stuff. You know, they were very adamant about because they kept doing like interviews talking about well, we studied the Yodas, right? You know, right. the Yodas, and so they were very in a appreciative way, like, hey, we're gonna do what Funkadelic and Earth, Wind and Fire and mm-hmm. Prince and James Brown and all these other great people gave you in a show. Mm-hmm. Like we're gonna do you know, like Al Green vocal mic tricks and we're right. gonna do these things. Yep. And this was the first time you know, not the first time, but I think for a lot of people, they didn't or they couldn't appreciate that. Cats could, you know what yeah. I'm saying? You know, like yeah. musicians could it was like, Oh wow, okay. Yeah, okay, yeah, he's doing the Al Green step back from the yeah, mic. Yeah, step back from the mic, keep singing. He's you know, doing the you're doing the you're doing the hand motions, yeah. let let the band know to come down a level of dynamic. Yep. You know, um he's doing the prince cues where he's you know, he's throwing up the hands, throwing up how many hits he wants, stop, good God, all yeah. of that, you know, you oh, yeah, transitions and everything. Transitions, uh, you have horn arrangements. Horn arrangements, you have instrumental grooves in the middle where you know, call and yep. response going on. I mean, um the I mean there's legendary things. Things that yeah. happened during his show, and, and yeah, and and I think that um, has always been, that has been the difference between maybe him and then the other artists. Yes, about you know like when they did something because his would you know carry over because like because you know like some people don't I mean I mean men don't know but they said on this you know like like with Voodoo they would just. Like listen to Prince Records and watch bootlegs and then jam- and play like jam off the records oh, yeah. and then they would come up with stuff and oh yeah let's keep this do yeah. this do this whatever and yeah. so I think that when they I think with that with the live musicianship transferred over to Commons thing I think that was because at that point mm-hmm. you know it was like the roots were known to be live but mm-hmm. then now you got this guy that's known to be an MC yeah. It and evolved that, yeah, and and um, it helped evolve hip hop a lot in a lot of different ways, you yeah. know. And again, I think it's really made it's the foundation for what's happening now, which is now it's just a, you know, uh, hip hop and funk and all those things have become a melting pot. But meanwhile, R and B has not really evolved from that point. No, it's it, still <laughs> no. like, you know, that's a whole nother conversation. But it, you know, it has it has evolved. You know, especially in hip hop, you know, a lot just because of the fact of of the voodoo approach, the, yeah, the the roots approach. Yeah. You know, the roots, the roots are now, you know, they're the legendary roots crew that have been on TV for now for almost ten years. Well, you you know, you, you know it's funny you say that because if you go back twenty years and you look and see who's the top hip hop group or whatever, right? They probably wouldn't be. They wouldn't be there. They wouldn't be there, or who's getting covers on the source, or. Yeah. This they probably won't be there, but mm-hmm. right about now they aren't on the you know fresh fresh thirty seven tour, right? Right? <laughs> you know, right, you know right. Something, something like that. Um, when you look at what came out when Voodoo came out album wise, mm-hmm. you're not seeing anybody celebrate. You know, like Donnell Jones and No Knock Against Him. You know, like no one's celebrating. I think where you want to be, hell yeah, 20 years ago. You know what I'm saying? No one's celebrating, you know, like, I mean, genuine's, you know, this, this, that, whatever. And 
it's like no knock against them, but it kind of just goes to show you it's kind of like, you know, this was done and it was done with, you know, like when you have like real musicians, real singers mm-hmm. and all these things, some stuff just stands the test of time yeah. and it's not for the time. It's not. Yeah. yeah. And and yes. Uh, yes. I think this is one of those. And also, man, one of the things that we didn't talk about was those on Voodoo. In between those songs, those little grooves that were never songs. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, I mean, there's just so there, look. There's so many nooks and and crannies in in that record. Um, you know, shout out to to Charlie Hunter. Um, I mean, yeah. that dude is a big big part of that record too. And uh, you know, that really broke him out. You know, he's he became one of the you know one of the most sought after guitarists oh, slash bass players after that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, basically, I mean, he he was. I mean, he. I had heard of him, but then after that, he, yeah. He well, you know, up. it's funny. That's how I was with Roy. Like, yeah. I had heard of him. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, you know, I, you know, I, man, I'll be honest. I heard about him prior to, um, Voodoo. Mm-hmm. I just never knew, like, Dana, where do I start? Right. You know what I'm saying? Because he had won a Grammy for the Havana. Yeah, Havana. The yeah, I mean, uh, okay, the Havana record. And yeah. I was like, well, I really don't want the Latin record if that's not his thing like per se right but and i remember when i saw i was like okay quest loves on here right d'angelo's on here okay i know sadiq's got it too all right roy i said roy's okay i gotta just get this let me just and then from now okay i'll build my collection and voodoo was really and it was really the start of me voodoo and time traveling and i'll tell you a story about time traveling yeah Back in the days of you know pre social media, you know, the OK Player was the yep. site to go to where you just kind of kept up with all this stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, Questlove mm-hmm. had a tour diary mm-hmm. and this, and they had a page for Common. Okay. And they were like, yes, yeah, they like water for chocolates coming. Right. And they had a, yeah, uh, yeah. they had a, 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 a snippet sound thing. Like you could hit play and it would play like snippets. Yeah. And they had a loop. Of time traveling without the vocals. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that. I <laughs> man, I like, played that thing. Man, I played that thing. To yeah. I know yeah. at my workstation when I was working customer service on the phone, I know they got tired of hearing that. I played that thing all day just on repeat. It was bopping. That was like, a bop, man. And all you heard was, and, and then Roy coming in, I was just like, ah. Oh. To this day, man, listen. I don't, okay, to the powers that be. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I need y'all to do a box set. Or some snippets, or some demo releases, or something. Need, yeah, man. look, Questlove need to come on back out, man, just and just break out a bunch of stuff. I, I mean, yeah, cause, cause, I, I need because I know, I know it's got to be stuff, man. Yeah, it's got to be a lot. It would we uh, we could go on and on about this because there's a bunch of a bunch of stuff that we could talk about. Um, okay, let me ask you about Mama's Gun. Yeah, yes, oh, please, yeah. Oh, what's your uh, favorite cut off off that? Man. I mean, what are the ones you like? Ooh, I mean. Man, that's that's. The, I mean, I mean, booty is crazy on that one. Okay. Um, you know, I loved. Uh, um, I mean, I loved. Didn't you know? Of course, oh, yeah, the yeah. original bag lady. Um, uh, I love that. Um, I loved um the the joints. Um, eighty, two thousand, I believe. Okay. Um, uh, and the, the other one, the other one that goes with it. Um, yeah, eighty two thousand, and then oh, the okay. other Did you philosophy. Oh. <laughs> that joint is so oh my I did, dude. That whole record, start to finish, though, really. I mean, yeah. I, I actually, you know, it's, it's funny when they were. I have a uh, modern drummer magazine, 
and when they ask Questlove for his like top ten drum albums, yeah, he lists that one in there as one of his. Like it is, you know, one of the ones he thought was. I, I, I mean, you know what? I, I think because they came out in that order, it was like Voodoo, Light Water for Chocolate, and then Mama's Gun. I think, first of all, I think all of them, you know, really showcase his drumming in a sense, like you said, like yeah. okay, like you can do certain things. And still be here. Like I don't have to be super flashy mm-hmm. on D and Erica's thing, mm-hmm. you know. And I can do this pocket thing on like you know Commons thing, whatever. I think um, just you know. And shout out to because did Bob Power engineer these? Like Bob Power. Bob Power, I think is a, is a part of some of this stuff. Okay. But I think Russell L. Uh, okay. L-Vi yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, is the guy. So so in in that case then shout out to him man because the engineering on 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 these things are um i think it's mo- i think it's mostly it's mostly russell elevado on a lot of this stuff I, I mean you know like that's that's a that's a that's a big piece to all of this mm-hmm. to making them sound like um i you know i also say i would say that quest love you know he was working so ridiculous at that time like he was doing like three three four records at once yeah. like an electric lady at that time I think some of his best records or his best drumming is the stuff where he's not even spending that much time on it. Like, <laughs> like I think there's sometimes because that, that dude guess. could dissect. He could dissect with the best of them. He's a he's a drum <laughs> music nerd. He says, "Yes, you're not busy." So yeah, no. When he's keep busy, you away from this. When he's busy and he's just like, "All right, I got 45 minutes. We're gonna do this real fast." Like th- those are some of his best drums. Like okay. the drums on um the seed. Mm-hmm. Like oh that's, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's he said he talks about that where he says you know he was supposed to go on a date. And he like he and then he forgot that Cody Chestnut was coming, so he literally they just recorded that that he recorded that beat like I think <laughs> it was two takes, it. yeah, two <laughs> takes, and then he had to roll because he had he to go. Just did he, it. Yeah, he just did it, and I think that those that's some of his best work, oh. you know. And that a, a, a lot of that record, you know, is you know just being, uh, just going. I mean that I think that's some of the best music. I mean that's. I think even like Prince, when I think about Sign of the Times, he, I don't think that dude was even like conscious about how great that record was because it wasn't the record that he, he wanted. Because yeah. it wasn't the yeah. triple record. And it's like, man, this is just, it's so genius. And the fact that he goes straight from that into Love Sexy and just didn't the black think album. about it. Yeah. yeah. And the black album. And he just went straight I, um, from that. It's like, it's, it's It's funny you say that because I know you saw that new Dwayne Tudal book. Yeah, I got it. Like no, that. no, no. The new oh, one. the new one that's coming out in twenty twenty one. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's um, it's 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 funny you say that because um, I think most artists are kind of like that. Like I don't think, you know, I I don't think Stevie Wonder knows what his classic run of albums. No, I mean like means of people. Just no. like I don't think Prince ever was like, oh yeah, this was you know he probably was like, oh. you know, no. like you said, like with Sign of Times, he was like, well, this ain't the one that I wanted. Yeah, like dude, do you know how? You know it's, how it's so <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> do you know what the thing has done for people? Yo, like, this is, this is, this is, this is they you don't, know, they don't. You know, and so and then I asked they do you that they don't. Yeah, I asked you that to say this. Uh, do you think these three albums get their just due? Like, do you think they get? I think they do. I think they do. We honestly, I think that um, I think they do because that's something we keep going back to. We keep going back to voodoo. We, yeah. we keep going back to that period. And I think also because we don't. I don't think we realized it at the time how revolutionary it was. Um, and now because 
these artists grow into these different people. Mm-hmm. Like Erica Badu is now like anything to anyone. She's she does she does she's DJ. You know yeah. she's rapping. She's got you know she's she's you know she's got like the amazing kids. She still releases albums, but she does whatever she whatever she wants whenever she yeah. wants to. And um and Common again has an Oscar. He's an Oscar. He's, he's an got, actor. He's, he's, he's an actor. He's writing songs with John Legend. He's, he's got books. He performs <laughs> at like all the big um, award shows. He tours all over the country. He he dates like, you know, uh, celebrities. Yeah. You know, he's just like, and he still looks exactly the same. Yeah. 20 years ago, I, 20 years ago. I, I think, um, you know, I'm going to kind of say the opposite. Just be just. Okay. And, and then I, I say that to say, as dope as they are, we don't, we mean the public or people don't give them their just due in terms of they aren't as heralded as like a off the wall is or like a talking book or well outside, even though those albums were big across the board. Well, okay, those are all different. See, I mean, when you go, when you go like that, I mean, <laughs> that's a different, now you're talking about different kinds of impacts. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay, okay so like, because you're saying like Michael Jackson is so. So then let me rephrase the question. Okay, okay. Do you think these have had the impact? In that case, maybe not. Okay. Maybe not. Because, okay. I mean, again, these are black albums for the most part. Okay. Okay. Even, so, so, even within the culture. Even within the culture, then I would say, yeah. In the, okay. Within the culture, yes. I would say in the broader scheme of things, mm-hmm. people still don't know probably that how, yeah. like, they know about Common B. They probably don't know about like Water for Chocolate, Chocolate yeah. Because B is the most popular record because it's Kanye. Yeah, it's got get, it's, it's, uh, Go and yeah, the, yeah. I, and John, I, and John Mayer's on that. You yeah, know, it's it's I, more of a pop look. I think um, it kind of goes back to something I heard like Eddie Murphy say one time about Muhammad Ali, and he was saying like this went in, it was like maybe uh, early nineties. Okay, and he was saying like you know, and it's Ali at first got you know like he it had, it, it had been I mean, revealed that that. Yeah, he had Parkinson's. Okay, and so he was saying, like Eddie was saying, like say you know, you know, like people shouldn't make fun of Ali because you know, like that's a great dude and he's done a thing. And he was saying, like we as a people don't, you know, like, we don't uphold our heroes enough, right? And say like this is, I mean, say you know, like you know, like we don't, we say stuff that's not a classic is a classic. Sure, <laughs> yes, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You know, like we'll say like, oh yeah, like this is a classic. They say it. They say it after two weeks, right? You know, you know, what I'm you know this, but this is after twenty. years. I mean, say so, you know, like when you listen to a song like a song for Asada, that makes you okay. Who's Asada? Yeah, right. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah, or yeah. or like when you hear. Um, you know, he's got his pops at the end of the song talking. You know what I'm saying? Well, it's again like it's like you said. It's music not for the time, but for for the future. Yeah, for it, time it, it, for, for times, not yeah. for the actual time. time. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like you know, when I think about this music, I think that like this is not something that I'm gonna like. I'm gonna turn on, or I'm gonna. I don't need multiple things going on while I'm listening to this. Like I can just be in. I can just be immersed in the music. Yeah, and that's that's a different time. Back then, it was definitely that was definitely a thing that was happening. Yeah, and now it's like that's not happening. It's a different kind of world. Yeah, like you know, that's what kind of thing. Like D'Angelo really kind of overthought the Black Messiah record to, to a certain extent because he's like. People are not going to listen for seven minutes to me jamming on on uh, the charade, and I'm like, yes, they, they will, <laughs> yes, they will, and if they won't, I still will. I'm right here. I'm ready to hear you it. Got some of us, yeah. Like, I mean, after hearing that, I mean, after hearing that live version, I'm just like, with Chris Dave and 
and them just tearing it up. I'm yeah. like, this is amazing. I, but but you know, but he's but he's thinking about the time or the time that we're in right now, and it's like not the time coming which is like no i want more of that i i always say man the listener test i know for me is um because i drive home home to atlanta i know from richmond right yeah yeah. 85 yep and so you know my thing is if you can still five years 10 years 20 years take a thing and put it on a road trip and vibe out the whole way the whole and not way. skip anything not skip anything you're you you you've got one that's you got that, one i know i know that stands the test of time mm-hmm. and, and so you know man um you know i think voodoo and another thing i know that makes voodoo i know for me like when i say classic or timeless yeah something is i don't look at it just from like a musician standpoint i look and see like who else is kind of raving about it mm-hmm. and all last week i saw non-musicians yeah making like oh this joint's classic oh, it yeah. was this it was that yeah it was this and even though this is the first one i know the others are going to have their time in the sun right and it, you know it's gonna be interesting to see what people say about those mm-hmm. you know like moving forward but mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. man i mean you know i I think as a culture, um, we wait until that moment to say, oh, yeah, this is dope. But this yeah, is dope. Not yeah. like, okay, 10 must have albums you need to have. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this, 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 and this. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, we wait until something happens or, or you know, something is like, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. Like D'Angelo did do a classic album. Well, he did do, you know, this, or, you know, like Erica did do, because, you know, I know one thing about all of them, all three of these, mm-hmm. you know, like people may not realize who came after the fact, right? but all three of these were a complete turn from what they did previously. It's true. It's true. It's true. <laughs> you know like all of them were a complete. The thing, I think the thing with D'Angelo was the, the everybody had the, everybody knew that he had the potential to do this though. I think that I, you know, it's very, it's very, um, rare when the artist that you really enjoy will give you the record you that you really enjoy that, that you really think they could, they could give you it's like, oh you did it. you're like no yeah because it's like you know i i i was like two years i was 10 years too late on prince i was like i still think he could do, give me this he never did but it's like d'angelo the the voodoo record was well, the exactly record that you, people wanted yeah. at the time and it was it was perfect because it was just like the start of the of the 21st century and yet it's like such a raw gritty yeah. sound and you know and yeah there were amazing ton of pre- prince references chicken grease for one um you know africa the africa song with the with the drum beat Me, from yeah. oh yeah from, Lin uh, drum, drum, uh, the drum from uh, uh parade yes with the with the drum beat from parade yeah. and you know it's all those kind of things the chick i mean the chicken grease spanky you know like playing that groove yeah um you know untitled uh, you know, I mean, the the songs are long. The background vocals are like. Really, shout out to Anthony Hamilton and Shelby J. Shout, oh, <laughs> shout out to them. And the background vocals are oh, on the record. I mean, too, are yeah. just like yeah. or oh, a yeah. world. Yeah, they're, oh, they're a world to themselves. Oh, yeah. Marvin Gaye school the overdubbing background. Yeah, it's, it's, it's on another <laughs> level, man. Yeah, and um, yeah. So you know, it. I think it definitely has stood the test of time, and um, and hopefully we'll get something from him soon. I mean, so we gotta do a voodoo tribute show, man. We got, uh, man. I know we gotta assemble man. some cats to do it. Yeah, no, you gotta look. Yeah, look. Yeah, it was six months, six months of rehearsal. Yeah, yeah. One show, hundred dollars a man. Uh, you're pretty <laughs> much. <laughs> 
like, no, thank you. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, that's, we're going to close out on that. Oh, but uh, man, Ricky, appreciate you so much. For hey, being man, always a pleasure, man. Glad you. Meter. And uh, we're gonna we'll definitely do some other yeah, uh, man. other Prince themed or whatever shows when I feel like it because this is my show I could do what I want and uh, it's very exciting. Hey man, well hey you know let's see what's this? Uh, actually man, you know I'm going up to New York in the spring. I'm doing a Dirty Mind Forty, a Graffiti Bridge Thirty like symposium. Oh, I, I know my homegirl is doing man. Oh, word. And word. so I'm speaking on a panel about the Times Pandemonium like thirty years. You talking on the pandemonium? Oh, man, I'm talking on pandemonium. Man, that is awesome, <laughs> man. Yeah, so that's so cool. Uh, hey, look, if you free, you know, roll up, man. Yo, let uh, me, yeah, let, look, send me the date on that one because I, uh, I need to come up for that. You know, I'll tell my homegirl, say, man, you come and you, you know, you might have a word or two to share. Yo, but man. if you want to do something, man, you know, like on our own, I mean, like Dirty Mind turns forty in the fall. Oh yeah, look, we, <laughs> we, could, we could do we could do a bunch of stuff, man. I mean, it don't the red with it. We could just we could just record it and then I'll just put yeah, it out when yeah, the when yeah, the anniversary yeah, comes. Man, because yeah, like man, I'm always down to talk about print stuff, man. Yeah, like you Dirty know. Minds influence on Lenny Kravitz's whole career. Well, I wanted we should talk. We next time we should definitely talk about the 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 1999 um, complete. Did you get that? Did you yeah, get complete? oh yeah. Because we got to talk about that. Because um, is it complete though? Really? Is exactly <laughs> exactly Ricky. I, I I tell you what, and you can leave this on here. Yeah, I, I mean for the listeners, it's a complete it. I ask, is it complete? Because at this point, when you listen to a Prince box set, it's not complete unless you have the protege albums that came out at that time. Well, redone with it. Yeah, yeah. Well, because when you think about it, like when you really want to look at his '82 output, you gotta listen to Vanity Six's album and true. The Times album. But in there, look, and there's a lot of other stuff too. But the thing is, is the thing is, is that the problem is, is that he's used so many of those versions from that period later. Like, um, you know, whenever there's going to be a graffiti bridge, whatever, like they're going to have to put out that version of Tick Tick Bang. Oh yeah, that up, the like with the with the punk beat on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard that and I was like. Oh, yeah, yeah, I was yeah. like, this is my jam all yeah. over again. <laughs> I'm like, this is all over again. This is my yeah. one. But uh, yeah, we going we definitely going to do that because uh, yeah, yeah, because I I have to I have to I have to get my Prince feelings out. And and, uh, I, and I was disappointed on the DVD that it didn't include the Time and Vanity Six portion, man. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm well, I'm, I'm I'm I mean, I say to say this, I mean, well, they can come out with their own. That's the thing. They can come out, they can come out with their own. They can come out with their own box set for it, probably. No. But they won't. They I mean, the state's won't. not going to do that. I mean, the guy already yeah. said they're not going to do that. But I said this to say this. When you, when you, just like the Dwayne, like $2 book. Yeah. When you read it and you marvel at, wow, this dude did all Purple Rain stuff and unreleased stuff. Yeah. Sheila E stuff. Yeah. Outblowing Sixes stuff. Yeah. The time yeah. stuff. Yeah. And rehearsals. And film. You know score. the thing is, is that I don't need to. That thing, I don't need to hear the Sheila version after I hear the Prince version because you still. Nah, that is you know what I mean? <laughs> like cause after I heard after I heard the Prince version of Yes, like from the family. Yeah, you was like, I'm good. I'm good. I'm like, good. <laughs> I don't need to hear the family official version, but because that that Prince version is when he is where he really when he put he touch it. But my point is, is this to really capture that era? Yeah, you yeah. gotta ha- you gotta take. Like all in because you're like, wait a minute, this dude did his double album. Yeah, 
Well, and a Vanity Six album, and and a time, and it's outtakes. They got to do something like where they re, they would have to restart the Paisley Park label or something like that. Yeah. If they were going to do that, I mean, I, I, they I should mean, do that and then remaster the record, right? Right, and then they could come out with the with the with the companion to that. Stuff, yeah, because that's I, what they need to do. Yeah, if that I, what they I, should do is, you know, <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean, I get it. I, I'm. Hey man, listen. Like I know, like I'm speaking from a fan perspective. You totally, know what I'm saying? And, totally. And, and I get that. Educated in order to fan do though. that, yeah, you got to pay somebody. You got to pay somebody. Yeah, yeah. And you got to pay. You know, you got to pay a lot. But We're educated, we know that it costs money. Yeah, for that to it, it costs. But I also know too that. Take a look at what Columbia did with Miles Davis box sets. Yeah. And yeah. them things sold. Like you remember, yeah. like I mean, all the bitches brew sessions, oh, all yeah. the on the corner sessions, like all live those evil, things. Look, the live evil sessions. That was my that all was my, those things. That was my jam, that were panned man. when they came out. When yep. they remastered them, mm-hmm. put the unreleased stuff in, and mm-hmm. did and did the I mean liner notes right. Mm-hmm. When it's done right, people are go buy it. And I will say this about the nineteen ninety nine box set: it was done right. It was done right. It, it was done right. It was done right, yeah. and it sold out. Yes, <laughs> yes, it yes. sold. And yes. you know they they started it with the Purple Rain piece. Yeah, and I'll say this: the fans don't need seven inch edits. You can keep that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we're good. I'm good. <laughs> you can keep all that and give us more. You know, like, give us the just unreleased, unreleased stuff. Yeah, yeah just you can more keep unreleased. that. But they started even with the Purple Rain box set. Mm-hmm. It it for at the time when it came out. I thought it was done right. I said, "Okay, y'all got this stuff. It was cool, but you know, they had the seven inch edits disc. And I was like, y'all could have kept that. But then I know with this one, yeah, again they they got better. Yeah, they still had the seven inch version. <laughs> I mean, some people, you know, I mean, obviously, if it's in better condition, some people want that if they're DJs or whatever. So I understand that. I get that. The okay, mixes and a lot of good point. I get that. But yes, no, I could eat, look. But you know they were testing the market. You know how they do. Yeah, they were testing yeah, the market yeah, to make sure yeah. that it's going to sell. And the Prince, all the Prince stuff has been doing really. They obviously been doing really well. Man, it's been selling out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, you no, know, people still waiting for their box sets. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, they're, still, they're still waiting for Crystal Ball. They still waiting. <laughs> they still waiting. All of them. Man, still look here. I, hey, you know, I got mine. Like, you know, like when I knew it was coming, and yeah. I know my advice to like any other person. If you hear something's coming out, I don't care if it's originals too, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> or what have you. Better get it when you can, yeah. Because when it's gone, you know, I know cats looking sad, like man, I, you know, I ain't get uh, hit and run phase one or phase two. I'm like, oh, you didn't? Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> I got mine. Or oh, you didn't get the purple rain box? Hey, man, you better go get it yeah. while it's there. We just hopefully just like with this state will stay in the right hands and Warner will still keep doing the right thing. Then it it hopefully will work out. Well, man, so you know I I get it. He he has just by itself thirty albums. Yeah, it's got a lot of music. And a then, lot of music. And then and then when you factor in in the vault, you know all that stuff. Is I mean, in, the vault of all of different kinds and, of varying quality. Right. And all then that stuff. and then when you factor in like protege stuff, you kind of like okay, like where do we start? I get why they did Purple Rain first. I yeah. mean, you know, it's the most popular I mean, record. I get it. It's most well, I get why they did nineteen ninety nine eight because yeah. those were the MTV. Those are the things. records. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Um, get those out the way, and then you can, and then you can make way for the hardcore oh, for, fans. Yeah, stuff, I mean, you so know. you know, I I would you know just. Just given that, I would probably say because it was a hit, a big hit, Kiss, you know, like Parade would probably be next. 
you know, I don't think that's around when the world in a day would, but I think because Kiss was such a a big tune, you would have to put those two together. You would just have to put those, that era together, just because he was recording so much music. But, but but you know what has helped the estate is the success of Dwayne Two Dollars books, man. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that has really helped, and hopefully this new book. <laughs> no, this new book it looks well, really good. Like, <laughs> and that new book looks like the Bible. Yeah. The book, like, like he's like, oh, I'm coming with it on this one. Man, he said it's coming out in March. I think, I think when I order mine and it comes, I'm taking a day off. Just like, don't bother me. Shoot, I'm checking out from the world for Shoot. For, 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 for a couple of days. But you know, yeah. Uh, speaking of Prince box sets, man, I know they won't do it, but what would really be dope. Mm-hmm. Is if they did a um, Madhouse eight and sixteen, mm-hmm. um, all three versions of twenty four. Listen, and Eric leads. Listen, solo listen, joint. Listen, the first one. If they, <laughs> if they, they could do it. They got to do because they're doing this. They're doing this with with um with George, George Harrison's record label. Oh, okay, uh, Dark, Dark Horse. Horse. Uh-huh. They're bringing back Dark Horse Records, and if they do that for Paisley Park, that would be fire. I mean, if they do that, then they could do that because then you could come out with limited edition or just have it streaming. You don't even have to be. It doesn't even have it to be, be a physical. Release. It doesn't have to be, be a physical, physical release. release. It could just be. It could just be streaming and just have them remastered, and it'd be fire. Yeah. Man, people would scoop that up so bad. Do you, you know, know how much Madhouse stuff goes for man on Amazon? It's like 160 bucks. No, really? Bro, yeah, people, yeah, man, listen. It's it's amazing how you know like you and I know. <laughs> man, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, like, I know. We remember seeing it See, in the store I like even, I don't yeah. even I can't but, even, man. But 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 here's the kicker. Thank God for stuff like uh Oh shoot, I forget the service now. But anyway, you know, I've come across you know a couple of Madhouse rehearsals. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, um, I've mm-hmm. come across all three versions of Twenty Four. Yeah, I'm like, man, listen. I mean, look, that stuff is gonna that stuff is gonna make its way out. You know, and I, I it, it, you know, there's gonna be there's gonna be you some know what, way. and that's the other thing too. I know a lot of fans are like, we want this now. We want. You know what I'm saying? You gotta like it. It, yeah. it takes time to clean this stuff. It up, takes time. It takes time, and those guys, that's all they're doing. They're yeah, spending time yeah. in that and, in that and, and in defense, I mean, you know, and they know <laughs> that they got to do this. So they like, hey, yeah. we need to get paid because uh-huh. you want this done right. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, man, I get it, man. Because the Prince fans, they, they are vocal and they know there's a lot of there's a lot of guys in there that like that that are in the know. And that probably do speak to some of these Warner people and Warner Brothers or whatever. Yeah, yeah, no, no, like they, they'll they'll let the fa- they'll, the fans will let them know what what they're screwing up on. So I think that that's going to be a. Thing. So what do you think of the original? I don't think I've asked you. That. Oh, um, I like the originals. You did? Okay, I did. I did. I was into it. Um, because there were some of those that I had not heard the original versions, yeah. and I was yeah. way into. I was way into it. The 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 my favorite actually is probably the um. The uh, uh, Kenny Rogers song. Me too, man. You're, uh, you're mine. <laughs> because he sounds like he sounds like Larry Graham on it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, man, I'm you like, know what's what? funny is, um, and there again, I know you being, I know a musician. Yeah, there's something about the demo or like like rehearsal process. Yeah, where you just kind of like, I'm just hearing it. Yeah, like like when you hear like gigolos and you're like, oh. That's Jesse on bass, and right? Prince on keys, and you know, like you kind of just hear it, and you're like, "Yeah, wow." You know, it's 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 just stripped down. It's not, 
you know, I mean, it's not throwaway, but it's is this. Um, well, that's why I like the new stuff, the the the, the 1999 one with like Morris Day on a couple tracks. Uh, just hearing him play, yeah, you know, hearing yeah. him play with Prince, I'm like, wow, they really did have that partnership. That, and you yeah. got his book, right? Yeah, you got uh, Morris Day's book. Yeah, okay. I so, thought it was. <laughs> no, we're gonna you know, wait, no, We gotta hold. We gotta hold on to this. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do a We're gonna do another. Get off air. We're gonna we're gonna do another one of these. Yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Rick, where can people find you, Rick? Man, on, on the uh, internet, I am on Instagram at Footprints Q Base Four. Yeah, that's I'm right. On uh, Facebook is just Ricky Wyatt. Mm-hmm. Um. That's pretty much it, man. All right, and you you doing any more? Uh, you been doing any other any other Prince podcasts lately? Um, we haven't done anyone in a while, man. Like I said, we, we I know we got the uh, celebration, with the grown folks. With the grown yeah, folks. yeah, yeah. We well, that's who's doing the symposium. Oh, yeah, um, they're, they're doing the symposium. Yeah, so yeah. Shout out to yes, yeah, so my homegirl, like D'Angela Duff, is doing a symposium, fortieth uh, anniversary to Dirty Mind, mm-hmm. and a thirtieth anniversary to I know Graffiti Bridge. She's got a, some other well known Prince. Podcast people and whatnot coming, speaking cool. like a, uh, a bunch of various topics and stuff, man. So you know, it's um, you know, we just go, you know, like we try to just keep, you know, like the legacy of good music alive. I mm-hmm. mean, it, I guess not just Prince stuff, you know, grown folks music, yeah, of course, yeah, man. Shout out to my cohorts at Grown Folks Music, man. And that's you know, it's like some other cool people out there, you know, with mm-hmm. the like music snobs and Arthur Turnbull yep. and all those yep. guys, man. They 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 a little they a little crazy though. They yeah. say they say crazy, <laughs> yeah. Sometimes. But 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 say you know, man. Um, you know, it's good because I mean, you know, the one thing about these podcasts that I I dig is that you know you 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 find out that you're not alone. No. No, with how not. you feel about this music, and then sometimes you know, like different say perspectives help you think about. Oh, I didn't catch that the first yeah, time, right? You know, or makes you kind of like you know, oh, well, I didn't think this came from that, or things like that, man. Yeah, so, no, it helps. It it helps. And yeah, no, it's good to know you're definitely not the only one out there that really nerds out on this. Yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, All, Arthur and those guys on the music snobs, they go, they go hard. Yeah, and Michael and, Dean. Yeah, Michael yeah, Dean, you know, and yeah, and they go hard. Man. And so, man. um um, you know, it's always good. I know to come across something where they're celebrating. I don't know, like that's the way of the world. That right, know, right. Or like Stevie Wonder's talking book, mm-hmm. or like or like Inner Visions or something, or like you said, like mm-hmm. a Steely Dan Josie record. You, I mean, yep. you know, uh, no Asia. I'm sorry, I'm oh, Asia, 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 yeah, Asia. Yeah, Asia. Yeah, yeah. You know, just you know things like that, man. Not just you know Prince stuff or mm-hmm. you know hip hop stuff or say whatever, man. So mm-hmm. those are always cool, man. Yeah, man. Yes, but, dude. Okay, okay, okay. Still trying to get you men to do this Madhouse tribute game. We're going. We right, look. I'm always down for that. We're going to figure that out. You know, we're going to figure that out for yeah, sure. Yeah, we're going to work but, that uh, out. Ricky, thank you for doing the show, brother. And make sure you check out the Charisma Mita uh, on the Hustle Season Podcast Network. And uh, there's more coming. We'll see you shortly. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening.